what I've noticed in just the week I've been there is that I'm getting an incredible amount of fans from their ecosystem who have never heard of me before. And these are people who have never been exposed to me before, DMing me, consuming my content, becoming subscribers. Welcome back to On The Horizon. This is Melrose Michaels. I am your host and I'm here to share what's worked for me in building my adult creator business to try to make building yours just a little bit easier. Let's get into today's episode. Assembly 4 are a collective of sex workers and technologists working to bring the overall cost of advertising down for sex workers through their ad platform Trist.link, educate clients through the Good Client Guide, and much more. Assembly 4 caters to all genders and demographics and raises funds for organizations to fight for sex workers' rights, the decriminalization of sex work, and against exploitation in the sex industry. Learn more at the website assembly4.com for the word, not the number. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining. This is just going to be a completely open space, so... If you have stuff that you're challenged with currently in your business that you want to come up and get consulting on or just some feedback for, um, if you have questions about my personal businesses and how I do things, I'm happy to share. I'm pretty much an open book. So this entire space is going to be way more conversational, way more interactive. And I'm really looking to see how this one goes to see if this is something you guys would like to do more of instead of stuff that's really structured, kind of like lecture format, like we normally do. I do want to take a moment to just thank everyone who's been giving us amazing feedback over on um, all of our Sex Work CEO channels. One of the comments that we recently got was that um, our reels that we've been posting over on Instagram, this creator thought felt like we were kind of reading their mind because the stuff we've been putting out there is exactly the stuff that they've been struggling with. And that doesn't happen often, so that comment and feedback was really, really cool to see. Thank you, pretty bratty. Uh, we see you and appreciate you. And then lastly, consider staying to the end of the space because this is going to be more conversational, so you might get stuff answered from conversations with other creators who decide to come up, and it might benefit your business as well. So that being said, I guess the way I want to start this is just letting you guys know anyone can come up to speak at any moment. The mic will be yours. Um, and I'm just going to kick this off with a topic that I found really interesting lately, which is some of the censorship that I've been experiencing on OnlyFans myself. So I personally have seen a lot of creators not just talking about, but I've personally experienced now where we're getting these um, flags on our content for like toys like so they're demanding that a toy be tagged as another creator in the content um i've also recently lost or gotten a flag on my account due to sending a gift from OnlyFans' own gift keyboard and this gift was not explicit at all it wasn't anything bad it was a gift that of people cuddling um and even though i peeled that as a flag they they saw that it stayed even though it was a gift off of their own gift keyboard it wasn't content i submitted it wasn't explicit in nature, so it did not violate any actual terms. So that was really concerning. And then the third thing is that I've been seeing creators say that they're getting flags on audio messages. So there must be something going on on OF side where they either have a bot or some kind of AI um, listening to the audio messages and flagging content. 
in this instance that I have personally seen on Twitter, just going through kind of conversations, this creator said something along the lines of you're killing me. Like it's a joke. Like that's so funny. You're killing me. And they flagged the fact that it said killing in the audio message as a violation. So the biggest takeaway that I'm having from all of this, aside that it's such a freaking headache, and I'm sure y'all are dealing with this so, so much as well, is that there seems to be a lot of automated or like AI review of content without kind of a personal human review of content, because a lot of context gets left out when that happens. And I foresee that becoming more and more problematic for us, especially on OnlyFans as a platform. So I wanted to get that off my chest, get that out of the way. I'm experiencing it too. So if you're listening to this and you feel like it's just this uphill struggle, you are not alone. I am feeling the heat. Um, and for that reason, like I'm pretty diversified on platforms. I still post all of my content that goes up on OS to Fancentro. Obviously, most of y'all know I got my start there. It's my second home. And I'm also diversifying into a couple other platforms as well being clip stores i'm focusing my clips um, on clips for sale i'm just waiting for a few more things to align so that i can start posting there because my original account was under my previous stage name so i had to rebuild a new one it's all thing and then also i've been really really excited about that new platform we've talked about unfiltered as well as slushy which is a new one i just discovered that's kind of that's kind of got like a TikTok vibe um but yeah so if you guys want to talk about any of that stuff I'm an open book as well. And if you want to go into some of the other platforms I'm diversifying to, happy to talk about it. If you're enjoying this podcast episode so far, please take one moment to share it with another one of your adult content creator friends, because you know what the rule is here. We do not gatekeep and we want to make as many adult creators businesses as easy as possible. And you sharing this episode with them might do exactly that. Thanks so much in advance. Let me bring up Pleasure Dawn and see if I can help you at all. Welcome, Pleasure. You have the mic, and you are currently muted. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Making it, making it. So, I was coming up to speak about uh, what you were saying. Yes, definitely. A lot of um, a lot of uh, businesses have been moving to doing automated, and it's been flagging my stuff left and right. But along with that, um, I also found that people were having issues with getting their content taken down because of violations that were clear violations because it's just, you know, that certain apps rules. Um, and I found somebody who actually made a list of all the different sex worker sites and they, uh, they made a list of everything you can and cannot do. It's a Google docs document that has that list. Um, if you want me to share it, uh, let me know, but also, the main reason I came up is I, I'm trying to gain more followers as a, a male sex worker. And I am trying to, I went by a few things that you said before by cleaning up my walls so that, you know, it's neater and people aren't getting free entertainment and, uh, clipping certain things out, you know, certain things are only like two to three seconds, but I'm still just having the issues of finding people to follow. I just am getting lucky by being in spaces like this because I'm also trying to build a group of creators so that we can all basically do exactly that. Get, gain followers, share content, all under one umbrella. Okay, I love this. I love this. I love this. Okay, so first, um, that list that you're talking about, that Google Doc, I think I've seen that floating around too. And 
I can't, I'm blanking on the name. I'm terrible with names. But if you do have that uh, easily accessible or if you can, um, I don't know if you guys can pin stuff to our spaces, but if you can and pin it, that's great. Or just forward it to us and then we'll tweet about it. So anyone who's listening in the space will see our tweet after the space and we can make that happen. That would be really useful because I, I believe I've seen this doc floating around and this creator is really, really like adamant and on top of updating it every time there's a their terms of service adjustment. So that would be a fantastic resource. I'd love to share that. And then for your question about getting fans, one, I love the idea of what you're talking about, like structuring a group. If you do go that route in terms of structuring a group where you guys like lift each other up, promote each other, cross, you know, cross retweet or, or do any of that stuff, cross share on IG, make sure that the group is niche specific. So like when I'm doing any kind of shout outs or share for shares, for example, to grow my pages, I always try to make sure the creator is very aligned with me in terms of either how they look, because if, if their fans like a certain look, like for me, it's typically a redhead thing. Um, then they'll be more likely or more predisposed to liking me as well. Um, so I, I based off of kind of the visual aspect of the creator being similar in niche or lane, and then also the type of content. Because when I've done share for shares and stuff in the past to grow my pages, if that content that the other creator does is like super outside the stuff I do, like maybe they do they do boy girl, which I don't do, or they do super, super fetish stuff, which I do a little bit, but not, that's not really what I do. It's not my thing. So if that happens where they're outside that niche, typically those fans that do subscribe because maybe they like the look don't end up staying and their retention is bad. So if you're going to do something group wise, I would definitely make sure everyone in the group is kind of aligned, maybe not in the way they look, but at least in the type of content they create. And then the creators within that group can be like, okay, this person aligns with me visually as well. I'm going to do share for share, push them, et cetera. So that would be just a suggestion. Um, and then in terms of just growing fans in general, I think this can be really useful to everyone listening in. I have been testing, every, every time I get the opportunity to find a new way to drive traffic for creators, I test it. I put my own dollars up, I, I spend the money, I run a test, and then I get results before I want to speak on it publicly. And one of the things I'm testing, it's a, it's a company that isn't available yet, it's not public. So I was doing some consulting with them on the back end as Luxor CEO to help them build the product better. And it's getting to a point now where it's really effective. They're almost at launch. So once this this product is ready to launch, I will be screaming it from the rooftops. This is a share for share kind of product, but it's unique in that you get a lot of data along with it, which makes it very, very useful. And the one I will speak to that I am actively testing, I don't have results for it yet, but I will name it just so that you guys have something to walk away with um, from the space is creator traffic is a pay per click way to get traffic. So. You can go over to creatortraffic.com. You can set up an account. Um, I wish I had an affiliate link for this. I don't think I do. <laughs> but again, if you want to wait 30 days where I have results from the tests that I spent money on running, and then we can circle back to this. I'll put a reminder for myself too. I'll share my results, and then that'll give you a better picture of the effectiveness of this. I've tested a lot of pay-per-click traffic for OnlyFans or fan sites in the past. And I haven't found one that I think is very, very powerful or very, very useful, especially not for the cost to run it. So I'm waiting for the results to come in, but I can say that I am actively testing with creator traffic. I am running, you know, a budgeted campaign. And then I have obviously Sandwire, which I've spoken to at length um, in these spaces. They're linked in our bio. Um, if you scroll down to Asilius, but Fanwire is a software that tracks the conversion. So for example, I'm testing the traffic with creator traffic. And then because I have Sandwire running, I'll have the data on how well that campaign performed 
how many people clicked, you know, from the internet onto my profile on OnlyFans, and then how many actually converted into subscribers. So I'm just about 30 days out from having that data to share with y'all because I don't want I don't want to do anything or promote anything that I haven't tested. So I'm a little premature in dropping names, but that is something I'm actively testing and working on. So if you are curious and you do want to, you know, put up some money and test yourself, you're more than welcome. But um, that's what I would stick to for for now. And then the only other thing I'd add to that is that I used to promote or use, I still do use, Shoutout Express. They've been acquired, it looks like. Now they've become this website that's called Gig Social. Um, and they have a great um, shoutout kind of, I guess, dashboard where you can purchase shoutouts on OnlyFans or on socials with other creators. And you can see their stats of like how many followers they have, what their engagement looks like, and things of that nature. So if you are going to make like an educated guess on buying a shout out, I would go to Gig Social, which is formerly Shoutout Express. So those would be my my suggestions. Um, hopefully they help. But yeah, I'm about 30 days out from having meaningful data <laughs> to share with y'all. So uh, I hope that answers your question. Um, it, it it does. Um, the what you were saying about the making sure we all are part of the same niche. Um, what it's become is more of. I have my creators, um, certain ones have their own little separate thing that they do, but then, uh, overall we are still all kind of doing the same thing. Um, but on top of that, uh, we involved photographers, editors, uh, and writers in order to start, you know, really help people out. So that way, you know, you don't know what to do, what kind of scene you want to make or create, or you need photos done or editing done. We've also, you know, incorporated that as well. That's super cool. Yeah, it sounds like you're building kind of more of a network than, than so much of like a retweet group or a share for share group. So that that's more powerful, I think. That has a lot more advantage. Okay, thank you, thank you. Of course. Okay, let me see. Let me bring up Spacey Fuchsia. What a cool name. Oh, hi. Well, thank you for taking my question. Um, I've been watching your YouTube videos. One of the recent ones, you talked about starting a YouTube channel and telling your uh, SW fans about it. Um, I mainly want to start a dance channel, but never considered telling my um, SW fans about it. Uh, in fact, I haven't started because I didn't want any fans knowing about it and couldn't decide on what my name should be for the channel. I've danced and performed for years um, before starting online um, SW work under another name, and I was worried about the two different ventures finding out about each other and that it wouldn't be safe. Uh, what is your experience with combining the two, and am, I, and am I being too worried? Should I use my SW name, my old name, or a new name? And if that makes sense. These are good questions. <laughs> yeah. No, it does. Um, so this is, so I guess for, first off, I want to ask, what is the goal with the YouTube channel you're starting to create? Because one of the things I think creators um, misconstrue, and this is what I did as well for such a long time, is really not understand the audience you're targeting. So like, is the goal for the YouTube channel you're, you're looking to start to curate and attract fans to your spicy platforms? Or is it to build a safer work presence just in general for like maybe when you're done with sex work or when that's behind you? Um, yeah, I think more safe for work and something where I can, yeah, yeah, just okay, <laughs> kind of to get away from this somewhat. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like an exit strategy. I totally get that. 
Um, so then if you are trying to attract a different audience that isn't the audience you want necessarily finding your spicy stuff, then definitely rebrand or do it branded with a different name. Keep everything separate. I wouldn't, you know, don't mention or, or associate with your spicy brand. And you can totally have two completely separate brands. I mean, this happens all the time with with big corporations even um, where they're completely unrelated. So I would treat it as such and then do it, yes, either a, under a different name or if you want the people that originally followed your old name, if that's not related to your, your sex work in any way, then you can still use that name. But um, if it's going to be safe for work, I would make sure it's safe for work across the board. Like the name is unrelated all of it and all the links go to you know a different link tree that isn't your sex work link tree and like things like that okay <laughs> okay that sounds good um all right thank you you're so welcome i'm sure it sounds like a lot of work too because I, I get that i feel that too um <laughs> no that yeah that's good because i mean yeah i'd like to actually be able to tell people about this <laughs> yeah yeah no i understand for sure but anyway okay Sorry. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Anyone else have stuff that they want to ask or discuss or things they're experiencing? Please don't be shy. I love to get in touch with all of you and talk. We haven't done a space like this in a long time. So it'll be interesting what stuff you guys are maybe challenged with or facing that maybe I'm not aware of. Honestly, I think most of your guys' feedback and comments and stuff clues me into a lot of what's going on in the industry and in the space that sometimes I'm left out of the conversation. So, all right. Let me bring up. We've got Lady Athena. I'm going to add you a speaker first, and then I'll get to you, Beth. Welcome. Um, I have a question about... Um, so I have one streaming and subscription site. Um, okay. do, do you think it would be lucrative to... Like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find the words. I feel like it's the same people on every site, like the customers and all that. So if I started to branch out and put myself on all the sites, then I'd have to be doing more con like specific content or new content for each provider okay so you're worried about posting the same content to multiple multiple platforms, right because basically. i'm assuming that most of the customers are on all these platforms okay so i used to think the same thing um personally because right now my my main platforms are like fancentral which is where i originally started they have their subscription site and then i went to OnlyFans second i was actually kind of late to the OnlyFans game but um I post the same content on both and in more so than that, not just FanCentro and OnlyFans, but also the same content goes up on the same time on my Sex Panther feed and then uh, in my clip store on many of as well, which I'm migrating to clips for sale. So the content itself doesn't have to be different. You attract the audience on those platforms that are comfortable in those places. So for example, the fans I have that purchase from a clip store like ManyVids where they see that content going up those people are really unlikely to subscribe to a fan site because they like the clip store model. They want to buy it, download it, have it, and not have a subscription they carry. Okay. Um, and so there's also the differentiation on something like Sex Panther where their feed is beta unlocked. It's not subscription made. So those are paying a la carte for the content as well because they probably don't want a subscription. And then I do carry the two different sites just because if only fans was to, you know, disable me tomorrow, God forbid. Um, or something like that. At least I have income in a place to send all of my fans. It has all the same videos, all the same content, um, where they can just sign up and pick up where they left off. So I think there's a benefit for doing the same content across multiple platforms. You can vary or cascade, which is what is, I think, properly called when you publish to each place. So like my fan sites get the content first, and then maybe a day later, a week later, or a month later, you can cascade when you publish elsewhere. 
this way you can kind of prioritize where you want people to honestly live like only fans or loyal fans or whatever it might be as your like main spot and have your publishing go there first but i think that there's a massive benefit to being diversified even with the same content because it all comes down to the consumers that those um, websites are on the track so like clip for sales is inherently fetishy uh, loyal fans is inherently fetishy that audience on those platforms was going to be vastly different than who i'm getting on only fans who's very vanilla looking for instagram and Facebook. <laughs> okay no i understand okay thank you very much no i just wanted to make sure the juice was worth the squeeze because i have clips for sale and i just you know i heard you talking about sex panther this morning and made me redo all my chats again but i was (laughs) i'm like oh man that's brilliant but okay so i can pump out all the content on multiple platforms and it should be okay is what you're saying it should absolutely be okay yeah and i think too and i mean that's obviously time consuming that process but I think it's worthwhile. You you will start to attract. You'll have to do some promotion. Maybe like run a tweet that has all the variation of platforms with all the links so your fans can pick and choose what have you. And what I would also suggest is if you are going to do multiple fans, I said multiple platforms in that way, you should also let people know that you're prioritizing DMs only in one place. So you're not trying to manage that across like six different places. Um, so like if you're obviously on Sex Panther, you can make that your primary source of like one-to-one interaction. Or if you're on OnlyFans and you prefer those DMs, you can do that. But yeah, so just, I would make a statement so they know where they can reach you access-wise one-on-one, but then give the platforms as options for them to consume how they like. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. That is excruciatingly helpful. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you you're so welcome. much. Bye. Well, all right. That, let me bring you up here. And speaker. All right, Lavi should be able to speak. Hi. Hi, welcome, welcome. I would like to totally agree with what you said because being that I've been doing this for 16 years, but not as hard as some, um, it does make sense to have multiples because I have some people that are diehard only fans, but I guess they give them perks for being subscribers. You know, our fans that are on there. It, some of them don't even want to go to the loyals fan at all, or they won't go to many vids. They prefer only fans. And I'm like, oh, sucks to be you because I hear them. They'll complain on my Twitter because certain, you know, like co-star stuff that I have will be posted on loyal fans or many vids because of y'all know how it is with the only fans to get the consent form is like, uh, ridiculous versus other sites, you know? Um, but my question right now, kind of a concern, um, that I've been struggling with being that I've been doing this and I started out by myself, then with my husband, then with like co-stars, boyfriends, lovers. And then I, I kind of taper off and then I do like mostly predominantly solo stuff. Well, I want to do things with like a male partner and I want to collaborate with people and I have, but not many. How do you get away from being someone that's solo? I'm not unapproachable. I put it out there because I want to collab. I've worked with other photographers, but I'm finding it very clickish. And it's, it's even this far in, it's still that way. And it's very annoying because um, I want to do other things. I want to work with other people, you know, and I have a lot of creativity to offer. Like, what do you do? Do you still focus on just your, your own self and your own stuff? You know, because I've even did a casting call. So it's like, how do you do it when you're wanting to get like maybe a, a co-star where you're wanting to do those more spicier content that you can't do by yourself? Yeah, for sure. No, so what I found that's worked for me in terms of getting collabs and may- maybe, I don't know, do you attend any expos? And stuff? I would like any, like, 
but I took it because it was just last minute and things were very slow. And that's another thing. Like I, I, I was a cam model and I made damn good money, like $1,100 a week. And I'm nowhere near that. So, you know, videos, I tell my fans, videos are just the perks that I give y'all every now and then. So I just want to do the videos every now and then. And I'm edging back into the cam life. But no, to answer your question, I have not been to any of the expos um, ever, but I've been scheduled to go to Xbiz. But the money's been funny. <laughs> Let that I guess macro. Uh, okay, so that would be something I would maybe consider prioritizing. Maybe even not the rest of this year, but like going into twenty twenty four. Is like put all those days in your calendar. This way, you're like cognizant there in the back of your mind, and then put out feelers, like tweets and like um, posts on socials ahead, like a month ahead of these expos, and be like, hey, who's going to X Y Z expo? Are you looking to collab? Hit me in the DM, and like. People will come in and I understand it's everyone's prerogative to like pick and choose who they want to collab with. Yeah. Totally. But um, then you can kind of filter through your DMs if there's any leads that would be really valuable to you. And then hopefully, too, we have male creators in in this space. So maybe this will even help as well to put you in touch with some potential collabs. But I've found that the in-person like conventions and like even Exotica's, even though those are fan facing, there's so many creators there. That's been a really great way to connect and, and find collabs because you also get that in-person like chemistry, like if it's there or not, which I feel like we lose a lot when we try to set stuff up on social, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah, that that totally makes sense. And it's all about a vibe on certain things. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not like I did a total audition application and, and it, it's not the same way that it was back in the day. Trust and believe that. <laughs> You'll got people that will go through a whole testing process only just to have an encounter with you at the end of the day. And then, but you have a series, I had a series of content that I wanted to do. So now I'm left that I got to find somebody else to do it with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's such a bummer. It sounds like you're very planned, like planned and create, like you have a vision for what you want to make too. So I can see that that's so hard. Yeah. 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 Look, like they say that in, in that end thing, because eventually I want to either do a reality something or do you know whatever uh, but still be Not on that. media so i don't mind taking the spicy with me yeah. wherever i go so That's thank you for that advice with the other ladies so yeah, for sure for <laughs> sure you know i hope i help yes you have thank you so much you're so welcome okay let me bring you up domina at us speaker love you should be able to talk welcome domina Hi there, my love. Um, it's just a really quick question, actually. Um, it's something that I've been kind of mulling over now for, for a good month or so. The Twitter mm -hmm. tick, is it worth it? The Twitter check, the, like the blue? Uh-huh. Yeah, so this is this is a controversial one. Um, for me, I keep my decisions purely data-driven. So for me, if, it, if it's going to raise me up in people's replies, if it's going to increase my visibility in terms of the interactions when I'm writing people back and forth, like in conversations, that for me makes it worth it. So I believe that the check mark is worth it. Does that mean it's going to solve all of our problems? Definitely not. Um, is it going to help in terms of visibility? It does in conversations. So if you're going to take the time to like have real conversations with other creators or have real conversations back and forth with fans or search up tweets that are going really viral and comment on them, that is where you're going to see it being useful because it's going to put your replies to the top. It's going to give them visibility. And then people are going to see you visible on those tweets or in those conversations and follow you as a byproduct or click over to your profile. So in that way, I think it's really beneficial. But is it going to like remove a shadow ban? Absolutely not. Is it going to give you, you know, a search being able to reappear in the search bar? Probably not. 
So you kind of have to pick and choose. I find it valuable. That's why we have it on all of our accounts. But it's not going to be like a, a huge change overnight. You still have to do the work of like actually engaging to see the value in it. That makes perfect sense. Thank you. Just I've been mulling it over now for about a month thinking, do I, don't I, you know, and just trying to balance it. Um, and I think that really helps. And I do, I do converse with quite a few um, on Twitter. So it might very well be sort of long term. I do think it might very well be worth it. Thank you for thank you very much for that. Thank you. You still work out. You can also test it. Like you can get it for three months. I, I t- typically try to test things on a ninety day running period, but get it for three months. Have a fan. It looks like you're in the dom niche, so have a fan. Tip you. I don't know what eight times three is. Sixteen plus eight, whatever. You know, thirty thirty six dollars or something to cover the cost and do blue for 90 days and see how you like it, if it makes much of a difference in your impressions and in your analytics. And then, you know, circle back and make that final decision after that. You can always do it that way too. That makes perfect sense. Thank you so much. That's that's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. We've got one more speaker into Princess. Let me bring you up real quick. All right, love, you can speak. You're on mute right now. Uh, this is my first time here. I found this from, um, I got your inspiration thing on Telegram. Um, I'm just wondering, I've been doing this for about a year and a half, almost two years now. I started as a solo creator and then started doing couple content with my boyfriend. Um, it's been kind of slow and all the advice I've been getting lately is to do sexting, that that really helps. And I am not a good sexter. I have never sexted. I honest to God don't know how. I'm more comfortable kind of just making the solo or couple content. I don't really know how to go about that. Is there a way to keep the steady income just doing what I'm doing without sexting or is sexting like becoming a big part of this and that's kind of what everyone wants. So I'm going to have to try and start getting into that or how does how does that work? Okay, so people are going to think that I literally planted you in this space. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but so, for full disclaimer, we have we have not been No. Before. <laughs> um, but so what I'll say is there's a couple of things to this. Um, I I am content heavy in the way I run my business. So um, I'm not what, – what platforms are you on? Can I ask? I am on OnlyFans. I have a Fansly, but it's kind of confusing for me to operate with the different tiers. So I've been needing some help with that. And then I also um, got a many vids. And then I'm thinking about the like my free ki- my free clips or, or the like the clips for sale sites. So I could just sell my videos. Okay. So kind of just blows. Okay. okay, perfect. So what I'll say is like the way I run my OnlyFans is very content heavy. So I put out a ridiculous amount of content each month because I keep my subscription high and I post everything to the feed. Mm-hmm. And I, I say this to give context to what I'm about to say because that structure of the way I run my OnlyFans is very much like a premium Snapchat, how it used to be done like back in the day when that was all the rage, where it's like you have this high sub price and you get a new video every single day for that high sub price. And that's how I run my page. Um, with even having that said, majority of my income comes from dms from sexing sessions and from going back and forth with and it's probably like 5x time the revenue i make off the subscriptions even though my subscriptions are so high so i want to emphasize that on how important it is to like be engaged in dms with fans and spend that time sexing it is a huge money maker and now that piece aside this is where everyone's going to think you're planted um we're actually working now for those who, you, you mentioned in the beginning of this you follow our inspo bot sex work ceo yes bot 
Um, we basically push out like content ideas and we write all the captions for you every single day. So you can take that and film the ones you like and leave the ones you don't. But because everyone wasn't on Telegram, we actually opened up a shop on our website, sexworkstudio.com forward slash shop. And that has like the same captions and, and content ideas, but in a content cal- calendar format. And oh, uh, yeah, we have just with people that aren't on Telegram because we know everyone's not everywhere. But yeah. what we started doing is we started releasing scripts in the store. So we have scripts for like overcoming sales objections or for closing sales, like on a custom or whatever it might be. And we're going to start releasing multiple sexting scripts each week on the store. So they're really affordable. They're coming out multiple a week. I forget what we said. Maybe Bryn, Bryn will remind me. Um, I forget if it was two or if it was more. But there's multiple sexting scripts coming out on the shop every single week. So you can add that that'll be there as a as an aid as well. But I would say, like, if you aren't on Sex Panther, I, I forgot to mention that, but Sex Panther is a great way to monetize sexting. Um, and then the DMs on your fan sites, especially OnlyFans, that's going to be a huge revenue generator. So if you're not, like, the person that that comes super natural to, you can definitely go the scripts route and just run off the script. Most of the time, you can just copy and paste, to be completely honest. Maybe make some adjustments if the if the fan replies and takes the whole thing a left. Um, <laughs> You, you'll have at least that as an outliner, as, as a, a blueprint of something you can use. And we're, we're doing them in all niches. So there's like dummy scripts, there's very vanilla scripts, there's very girlfriend experience type scripts. Um, they'll all be in there. So hopefully that will help. That is super good. And then also, um, I have an issue with um, getting them to engage. Um, like my, my fans and stuff. I've been, I try polls. Um, I try messaging when they're online, like individually. So that way they don't know, like it doesn't show that it's a mass message. Um, I try to conversate. I ask questions. I can't get anyone to respond to me. And I, so that's kind of another issue I'm having with the, like, why I haven't really got into sexting. I feel like it's like, I can't even get these guys to like say hi or talk to me or communicate at all or like yeah anything. So I don't know how to start the conversations if I can't even start regular conversations. <laughs> yeah. So I have, so there's a few tricks that I've used to do this because my fan base on OnlyFans is super engaged, but that really comes from a long time of training them to behave that way. So um, if you're using the the bot, the Instagram bot, you'll see the calls to action, like tip this post, comment this post, like this post. Yeah. Like that. Um, so typically we have it where it says like tip or unlock the post. You can always switch that out for comment or like. So if you are not including calls to action on your post, having a call to action that says comment or like is going to go a long way. But the other okay. thing is you can do like a screen recording or even your, you said you have a partner. So maybe they can log out of your OnlyFans and do a screen recording of just showing like a tutorial of where to get to DMs and then posting that and pinning it to your feed. Because there's a lot of fans that sign up for OnlyFans that just don't know where DMs are. They don't know that they're there. So wow. a tutorial video can often go a long way. You can also mass message that. Actually, I guess it wouldn't make sense to mass message. I would just pin it to your feet because if they don't know yeah. who you are, they're not going <laughs> to. Um, and then the other thing is to run like little games or giveaways and stuff to drive them into DMs. So sometimes when I film a video, if I film bonus content or like an extended clip, I will keep that separate and I'll send it or I'll use it as leverage to get people in DMs like the first 15 of you that message me this emoji and dms will get an extended bonus clip and then that can drive engagement into dms so oh okay you said you you do some camming do you by chance have any of those like love and like remote control toys or any of those things 
Uh, not the remote controls, but I've been looking into getting one because I've seen a lot of people with them for yeah. live stream because I want to start doing live streams on OnlyFans too. So perfect, perfect. Okay. So if you do end up getting a remote control toy, that's something I use really often as leverage to get people in DMs. So I'll make a post saying like, I'm about to film a video where I let one random person control my toy, DM me if you want the link, and then everyone will start DMing you. You can pick one person, give them the link, tell the rest that they should have DM'd you sooner, and then uh, they'll be more engaged in DMs, and you can kind of start training that behavior. All right. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, this has been helpful. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Thank you so much. I'm just glad that I made it on here in time. You were about to close and I was busy. So. No worries. This is perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. We got one question here. It looks like that was submitted anonymously. I just got it forwarded from friend. And it says, oh, it looks like we have a couple. So one of them says I'm having problems with my SP auto tweets getting flagged. Um, yes. I've, I haven't. Okay, so I haven't specifically heard that this is a thing, but I'm familiar with all auto-tweets kind of having a negative effect on people's Twitters or X, whatever the hell we're calling this now. Um, so what I would suggest for, honestly, all platforms, uh, I, I'm sure our sponsors aren't going to love this, but um, I'm going to give you the honest answer because I want you guys a priority here. Um, I would turn off all auto-tweets from any platforms just because Twitter will view it as spam posts especially because it's the same link getting posted each time. It's usually the same autofill caption that gets posted each time. So I will just turn off all auto tweets um, if you can help it. And if it's a lot, I mean, if you're not having issues, leave them on, go for it. If you're not seeing issues in your impressions or your analytics, then you can definitely leave them on because you're probably tweeting enough in value, like enough tweets in general throughout the day where that isn't negatively impacting your account or you have enough followers where they're engaging with the auto tweets enough so it doesn't negatively impact your account. But if you're seeing issues with auto tweets, I definitely suggest just turning those bad boys off. That would be um, my favorite. Oh, we're getting a lot of questions. Okay. So the next one that I have here for Brain is, I want to know the best way to keep track of customers. I noticed that I have several customers across each platform. Oh, I love this. Okay. Um, I am a huge data and like notes fanatic. And I had this problem too, because I do have multiple platforms. I do have fans, like super fans that want to just be subscribed across all platforms as like a way to show their support of me. So I totally get the need for this. What I like to do is create either a Google doc. I prefer a Google spreadsheet of all of my fans. So this is something that takes time. You're not going to get it done overnight. It is not like a weekend project. You're just going to kind of have this doc open in a tab as you're responding to DMs on OnlyFans or as you're posting to Fencentro or as you're uploading clips to your clip store, whatever it might be. And then you will just have their username. And so basically across the top, I would put all the different platforms. So if you're on Fencentro, you have that. If you're on OnlyFans, if you're on LoyalFans, if you're on Fancy, if you're whatever. You, you put all of your platforms across the top, clips for sale, many, like all the things. And then you start to put in their username across each of these platforms when you realize they're on multiple. So this way in this doc, you can literally do control F, search a username. It'll bring up their username in that cell and then it'll show you in that row across what their username is on all the multiple platforms. And you can extend this to also include not just keeping track of users across platform, but also add like a notes section at the end in a column. So you see all of the different usernames they are on all multiple platforms, all the notes on the user, maybe their address if you, if you wanna keep sensitive information like that about like where you've shipped them panties in the past, things like that. Um, and their birthday, and that's a really good one to have. 
So this way you can just use that control F and search for either usernames for people's birthdays and then pull from that spreadsheet to go into your DMs and do things. So like, for example, on the spreadsheet I used to use, or I, I still use it, I'm just not as good about it, religious about it anymore. It's pretty full, so there's not much need. But um, I can go in there and I can search like today's, today's day, 8.15. And then it'll bring up every fan's birthday that's on today. And then it'll show me their username on all the platforms. And then I can go into a platform, send them a birthday message, maybe a little custom audio action, something easy that I don't need to film, I don't need to be makeup ready for and then submit it because I know where to find them. I know what their birthday is. I know what their notes are, things like that. So I find the spreadsheet is super, super useful for that. Um, next question I got is how often should we post? Are there bots to help boost us? I don't know. I don't post where though. Are we talking about like adults or are we talking about social? Um, let me, I'm, gonna just, I'm trying to address both, I guess. Uh, how often should we post? If that's regarding adult explicit content, I would say as much as you can film and publish consistently. So if you can only commit to one new video a week, then that's what your your schedule should allow. That's what you should plan to film and edit and publish. Um, and then you'll go and you'll schedule cross platforms. Or if you're at a point where you can hire, you can hire a VA, virtual assistant off of like Upwork or Fiverr. And then you can teach them how they can schedule your content across your platforms so that it's always going up on a timely manner. It doesn't seem random. They, the fans know when to expect new content from you. That's really important. And then you can start doing that process. And the question about if there are bots to help with that, not really. Um, I know I've consulted for companies that are working on making tools for creators. We have some tools for creators that are listed in, in our link in bio, but in terms of like tools that help you post, in multiple places that's not really a thing yet so no so the answer for the bots part would be no and then if you're asking regarding social how often should we post as much as possible i would definitely stick to whatever your adult publishing schedule is making sure you're publishing to the same schedule on social to promote that new content so if you have a teaser or trailer making sure that gets posted to twitter or there's a safe for work picture from that shoot that you can post to instagram um, to promote your explicit content in a safe for work way on social. So I would definitely align those if you could. And bots to help with that. There's not really bots to help with social posts, but there are certain tools like an Instagram, you can schedule content to post to your Instagram feed, or you can schedule reels now with an Instagram to post. And then on Twitter, you can schedule tweets now. So you can do that process a little bit in advance. Not necessarily bots, but there's some scheduling tools that can be of assistance. Okay, so this question... Uh, so will you do a space dedicated to talk about SP? That would be Sex Panther. I found is one of my favorite sites and I've tried them all. I, I agree with these as SP is one of my favorites too. Um, and then also game ideas. I strip on cam, but mainly have been a stripper and I'm working. Okay. So, okay. Uh, a space dedicated to SP. We can probably pull that off. I don't see why not. Uh, I feel like our courses are pretty thorough on that just because I, I worked super hard on our courses. So it's going to cover a lot of stuff, but if there's other questions or ideas people want to share i definitely think we can build a space around that um and then in terms of game ideas it sounds like these are directed at just live cam ideas for games i don't live stream um consistently anymore but i did do that for eight years so it is a big piece of my my career history um so i typically will do either countdowns so that's like setting a token amount having people tip that amount down until you get to zero and then doing x thing in exchange for them completing that countdown so say 2,000 tokens gets me topless. Once they finish that countdown down to zero, they've tipped all those tokens. 
then you're topless and then do the same thing for naked, do the same thing for some type of explicit show. Um, in terms of more gamified stuff, uh, you can do a, a wheel spinning game, either a real wheel, like you actually have a wheel that spins for like promotional stuff and you can write on it for, you know, in a dry erase marker and put different prizes. Or you can do that virtually. A lot of campsites have those kinds of things built in. A lot of campsites now have a lot of games built in. I know Chatterbait has a lot of built-in games, um, especially Strip Chat. I was really impressed with Strip Chat's range of games. They have like a battleship game. They have like all sorts of games that are right there built in like digitally. And then also if you are a camber and you do have some of those Love Lovens toys or Kiru toys, those toys have extensions that you can work with and incorporate into OBS or into a Chrome extension that have games too. So like the Lovens, um, I guess is a toolkit for OBS streaming. It has games built into it as well. So you can play games that Lovens itself provides with its toys. Um, and there's definitely similar out there for Kiru as well. So I would, if you're curious about games, we can go old school. Let me give you some old school games that are like, you do them in the cam room. You don't have to rely on the campsite or any kind of technology. So aside from having a wheel, which I, I actually had a physical wheel, um, I think it's still in my basement. You could also do an easy one, which is like a countdown or like, a, I guess like a, I don't know what to call it. It was a sticky note game. So I would put sticky notes on a wall and I would number them one through 100. So I had this huge grid of sticky notes on my wall. And then the fans would tip the number on the sticky note. So they tip one to get rid of one. They tip 99 to get rid of 99. And then on the back of the sticky notes, there would be either nothing. There would be a, a thing that I would do like flash, flash my boobs or spank my ass or blow a kiss or whatever. And then on the back of some sticky notes would be like videos. So the fans could win videos for tipping that amount. But once the entire board is cleared, then there's like the real prize of, of going topless or staying topless or being naked or whatever it might be. So that you tip through that entire, you know, one through a hundred tokens. I think it actually comes out to 2,500 tokens or 2,550 tokens in total, something like that. It's been, a, I'm a little rusty, but um, once they tip all the sticky notes down and they've won all their prizes, that's a really fun game. You can incorporate that's like very what is it, Vanna White or whatever from Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> so you can do that too. Um, we also play games like like that Hangman game, just drawing on a dry erase board. You can really get creative. I've also used like Cards Against Humanity and had the fans tip to fill in the blanks with the cards. Um, there's some online card games you can incorporate too if you're using OBS where you can share your screen into your actual live streams. So you can get really creative. I mean, we could do a whole space on that alone, but... I hope some of those <laughs> were helpful. Uh, let me go on to our next question. Uh, we've got a third here. I have a question as a male content creator. How do I get more subscribers on OF and what type of videos are popular for males to do that will sell? So this one's hard because I'm not a male creator and I don't have a ton of male creator friends. But one of my male creator friends, his name is um, Flesh Mechanic. He's kind of a rising star in the space right now came on a left field like in January, just started in the industry and, and blew up. And now he's working with huge, huge female creators in terms of content. And what I noticed and what I've heard him say as advice, so I'm just going to pass this along, at least for um, what type of content to do. What he does is a lot of like boy girl content with creators and with people that aren't creators. So he'll work with amateurs who aren't content creators. They want to remain anonymous, but they do the paperwork, they get tested, uh, and then their face is not included in the content. So that has done really well for him because it gives kind of this adventure vibe of like, you know, making content with real people, which I think is really um, something people want to see right now in terms of content. And then also just like 
very real, like having fun with other creators. So if you have female creators you can work with, at least on a relatively consistent basis, then making content with them that isn't just really serious or really scripted, but like really playful and fun and light and feels real to watch. I think honestly, the the shift in the industry is that people want to see real people having real sex. Um, and that and I'm saying that as a creator who that is not the kind of content I make. My content is very fantasy. It's very storyline. It's very polished. It's very opposite of real in the moment um, sex with other people. I don't even make boy girl content. Um, but if you can focus your content around that to make it feel, feel very real, I think you're going to have the best shot as a male creator. Um, and then in terms of just getting more subscribers, I would, I would say collaborate as much as possible. A lot of male creators grow off of their collaborations, I think even more strongly than, I would say more than female creators, but collaborations are a great way to grow. So the more people you collaborate, the more of other creators, audiences you're exposed to, and that's going to do wonders for your growth. Um, and then on the other side, it's like really focus on the socials that matter. Um, YouTube Shorts is a great way to blow up um, right now for content creators in general and drive traffic. TikTok would be second to that. IG Reels would be third to that. That short form video content is a great way to post, aim to go viral or at least do well, and then funnel it over to your spicy platforms. So as a male creator, I would figure out what your like safe for work facing niche is and then create content in that realm so those people can find you and funnel over to your spicy site. So that would kind of be my two cents there. Let me bring back up um, Pleasure John real quick. Maybe they have something to add as well. Welcome, Pleasure. You got the mic? As a male creator, from what I've been studying when it comes to male creators, uh, <laughs> I don't know what the, the opposite version of a JOI is, but I do those and I get a lot of feedback from those. Um, and then also Clapper is another one like TikTok, but it's uh, more open to you um, being more sexual. Um, and then honestly, um, y'all are worse than us. Moaning, <laughs> moaning clips and uh, videos. Just like I love that. No, that's true. Male modes are so sexy. That's like a fact. Um, and also I... Because we do that content bot for um, Sex Work CEO, I try to make it gender neutral as, as much as I can. But again, my experience lies in being a female creator. But um, I would, I always call it like a JOI and the opposite being like a pussy play instruction video. I don't know if that's like a good name, but that's what I've <laughs> Okay, so that's what I've been using as well. But uh, that was just for him because, uh, yeah, I know it's hard as a, a male creator unless you are uh, you are it, it depends on your sexuality as well it's really important um i've come to notice um but yeah uh definitely ppis is something that i do and um i make my own asmr i would say invest in a microphone if you can my man and um just have conversations you know complimenting them as if you're really just sitting there next to them telling them you know have you been a good girl have you had a nice day have you ate dinner have you drank water things like that um, but yeah, that's my input. I love that. No, that's super good. Especially the ASMR. I've, from my understanding, I just saw a quote the other day. I don't know if there's like science to this, but it had said that like women, um, and this is a stark to quote, so it's probably not the best example, but it was like women fall in love with what they hear, men fall in love with they with what they see. That's why women wear makeup and men lie. And it was like snarky. I'm not co-signing the whole thing. But um, I know as just a female myself, my experience, like hearing a male voice say something that's sexy is a major turn on for me so like 
and a male ASMR like line of content would be phenomenal to see for more male creators. So I don't see that getting done a lot. And I think that's that's really cool. Okay, let me we got one one last question here. If nobody else wants to come up and speak, so let me just put this out there. It says, Hi, I have a question. What are your feelings on Reddit? Started out there on Reddit as a private seller, but things have changed so much as it seems there's no money in that anymore. Um, and then what are the best ways to grow platforms and fans? I have a few sites just having problems growing. You and all of us as well. Um, so first, my feelings on Reddit. I think if you can figure out Reddit, it is a phenomenal tool to drive traffic. It is hard to exist there though. They don't want creators selling content. They don't want, they want free porn and they don't want anyone that has any intention of monetizing it. So it's a very sticky way of, of promoting. It can be really effective if you sign up to Reddit and you have an account that's a random name and it looks like you're just a fan of a creator, hint, hint, hosting their content um, and then maybe commenting how they can be discovered. That could go really well for you if you can navigate it. But I mean, Reddit is hard um, and I'm not I'm not an expert on Reddit. I have hired people to help me grow Reddit. It grows slowly and steadily, but also I find the fans that convert for me off of Reddit are typically lower quality fans. So when I look at my fan wire data, the fans that are coming over from Reddit typically spend like a dollar on average, whereas my fans coming off of Twitter typically spend between four and seven dollars on average. Um, and then my fans coming off of Instagram are kind of around like the three dollar mark. So and that might be totally different from you. You guys have to drive and pull your own data to see that. But I don't find it's wildly useful for me to invest in building a presence on Reddit, um, at least not not in any kind of dramatic way. Like I still have a Reddit presence. I'm still getting it updated little bits here and there, but it's not a focus just because the quality of fan coming from Reddit is not the quality of fan I'm even trying to target. So that's just my two cents. Um, and then in terms of the best way of growing platforms and fans, um, I feel like we talk about this in a lot of different aspects, but something I do want to mention because um, Dom just came up and also mentioned Clapper. Clapper is like an adult, uh, uh, kind of like an adult TikTok, adult friendly TikTok. I didn't have a ton of success on there. I felt like I did in the beginning and then it fizzled out a bit. But what I have been using and playing around with, this is like a shameless plug, we are not sponsored, is Slushy. Slushy is a really cool platform. I'm very impressed with it. I would not say that otherwise um, because those things would be typically <laughs> sponsored spots. Um, but no, I just joined Slushy about a week or so ago. It is very much like an adult TikTok. You can completely monetize it. You can monetize it um, by having subscriptions, by having things paid to unlock, by posting things for free. And the platform itself is very functional. I like it a lot. You can make money in the DMs by either having DMs be open and free. You can make money in the DMs by having um, people have to pay to message you. Or if you have a fan that's like really clingy or if you're a dom or something, you can make a specific fan have to pay a specific amount to message you and have all the other fans pay a, a regular rate. So you can, it's very customizable to however you want to structure there. And it's all vertical video. This is appealing to someone like me because if you guys know uh, kind of my history, I made a lot of my name in vertical content, vertical video. So I was really big in the premium Snapchat space. And now I have all of these vertical videos that people don't like to see on OnlyFans because they have the black, you know, bars on the side when you post it on OnlyFans. So it gives me a nice place to put up my vertical content and keep monetizing that huge library of content that I have. It, what the point, the reason I bring this up, aside from coming off of the Clapper conversation to the Slushy conversation, is that Slushy is going to drive a lot of its own traffic. So what I've noticed in just the week I've been there 
is that I'm getting an incredible amount of fans from Slushy itself, from their ecosystem, who have never heard of me before. And that's a big indicator that they have their own traffic that can be um, really taken advantage of that is not relevant to like my brand outside on the internet. Like these are people who have never been exposed to me before, finding me for the first time, DMing me, consuming my content, becoming subscribers. So I think Slushy is gonna be um, a major player that comes into our space. They are doing some cool stuff on the back end that's not released yet. Like I said, they aren't a sponsor, but I have talked to them because whenever I like a platform, first thing I do is reach out and like, hey, I wanna know what's going on. Can I have a call with you? Let me see who I can talk to you. I wanna see where you guys are trying to go. Um, so on and so forth. So traffic, if you want to um, purchase, pay for click traffic to get them to your platforms. If you want to wait on that, that way I'm running a test, so I'll have more results uh, to present to you guys about 30 days from now. So if you just want to wait to see how it pans out, because it's not tested, it's not proven for me yet. Um, and then on the other side, just to share for shares, if you want to purchase shout outs on either social or on OnlyFans or whatever platforms, adult platforms you like, you can head on to Gig Social, which is formerly called Shoutout Express, and um, purchase some shoutouts. But my advice on that is if you do purchase shoutouts and use them, just make sure you track them to see if they're actually worthwhile because a lot of them are not going to pan out. It's very much test, uh, trial and error kind of process. So keep a spreadsheet of the shoutouts you bought, how many fans they actually clicked over, create campaign tracking links. So they click a tracking link, they come over, you can see how many clicks you got versus how many subscribers you got. Um, so yeah, or run FanWire software, which again, linked in our bio, so that you have the backend data of how many of those users are converting from those shoutouts and you know whether that shoutout is worth running a second or third time in the future. So that would be my advice. Um, again, creative traffic, still waiting on data from that. If you wanna, we'll check in 30 days from now to let you know how that test works out. Slushy's been really cool, really excited about that platform. It's been driving users I haven't met before, which is a huge indicator of success for me. And um, yeah, kick social or shout out express all, all the way. So, all right. I am wondering if there's anything else or anyone else that wants to come up. If not, I'm going to start to wrap up the space a little bit. So I think this did really well. We're way past the time I was supposed to hop off here. So <laughs> I'm happy about that. I'm glad you guys weren't shy. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I will announce next week's space here in the next coming days. But as always, make sure you're following all of our socials at SexWorkCEO on Twitter and Instagram forward slash SWCEO on YouTube. Remember, we're going to be focusing on YouTube a lot heavy in the end of this month and going forward. And uh, if there's anything I can do for you in the meantime, always feel free to tweet or DM us right here on Twitter. It would be absolutely incredible. If you rated this podcast five stars and left a little review, we want to get this podcast to as many adult creators as possible. And you taking a second to leave a couple stars in a review really helps us do that. Thanks so much. Assembly 4 are a collective of sex workers and technologists working to bring the overall cost of advertising down for sex workers through their ad platform, Trist.link. Educate clients through the Good Client Guide and much more. Assembly 4 caters to all genders and demographics and raises funds for organizations to fight for sex workers' rights, the decriminalization of sex work, and against exploitation in the sex industry. Learn more at the website assembly4.com for the word, not the number. <laughs>